The snow is falling. The children are excited for the arrival of Father Christmas, and we are all reminded of the story of a young couple 2,000 years ago, most probably arguing about which one of them should have booked a hotel room in advance. So with the fire crackling in the hearth, it's time to put our feet up and open the gin. Pull up a chair, boys and girls. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. What are we drinking this Christmas Eve? We are drinking the signature gin from Batch. Now, I know we've uh, done the normal Batch for one of our episodes before. We have the industrial strength gin, that was. Because that's the only other Batch one I've ever had. So do they do a, a standard and then an industrial strength? I think so. I think they've got a bit of a range going. The only one that I'm slightly confused by is actually this one. Because we've got the signature gin, but I have seen it listed, which looks almost identical, to be quite honest, as Christmas gin. Well, yes, and I mean, this is a Christmas gin, if you listen to the botanicals that have gone into it. So it's a 40% gin, absolutely beautiful bottle. Mm. It's uh, distilled and bottled in Burnley in Lancashire. And the Infobolic says, Middle Eastern Spice Bazaars inspired the choice of botanicals which create the unique characteristics of batch signature gin. Cardamom pods, clove, nutmeg, allspice, berries, fresh lemongrass, frankincense and myrrh. So frankincense and myrrh is fairly Christmassy. Reasonably. What do we think? Oh, it's got a very nice... I mean, it's quite a subtle smell, but it's got Mm. a very nice smell to it. It actually reminds me... Now, this is going to sound very bizarre. I sniffed the bottle when I opened it. It reminded me of that mince pie smell. You pour it into the glass over ice and tonic. It's nothing like that. It's actually quite... It's almost quite resiny. And that'll be, presumably, the frankincense and myrrh. Yes, it kind of reminds me of a bit of a sort of watered-down version of the, the smell that hits you when you walk into an, an Egyptian spice shop. Yes. And it kind of hits you with this, yes, it is a very resiny type smell. This is much, much more more, more subtle in, in Egypt. It's a, a, an absolute smack between the eyeballs. This has the resonance of something that... You don't get very much, probably because a lot of people don't go anymore, but when we were younger, you'd have the incense burners, the censer at church, and it left that sort of smell behind. I know that's not something that you'll be familiar with. I I do kind of know what the incense smells like. This is much nicer. We should probably dive into the glass and taste it. Oh, I already have done. It is absolutely delicious. Quite, It's yeah. quite bitter. It's a, a smooth bitterness that creeps up on you. It, it doesn't smack you around the eyeballs. It doesn't have too much of a, an aftertaste. It's subtle. It's really, really nicely blended. Um, I mean, I have to be honest, I have no idea what frankincense and myrrh taste like. And if, it, if this is it, then it's lovely. Well, the nearest thing I can liken it to is, for those who've ever played the violin, if you've ever got resin on your fingers and then licked your fingers for whatever reason afterwards, it tastes a bit like that, only ginned. I like this a lot. It's interesting, and I like interesting gins. There's a little bit of beeswax in it as mm. well, isn't there? That bitter Again, aftertaste it, is not... It lingers quite a long time, actually, but it's not an unpleasant bitter linger. Mm, I'm not getting a huge a huge aftertaste, and uh, a little bit, but not massively so. Maybe you've mixed yours stronger than I've mixed mine. Unlikely. <laughs> but they do do a version of this with gold flakes in it. Now, we've just got the frankincense and myrrh edition. There is one with 
gold flakes in it, literal gold flakes in it. Oh, so doing a sort of gold schlager thing, I always thought that was a bit of a con, frankly. I've never entirely been sure whether putting flakes of metal through your digestive tract is that good an idea. It's not really going to do very much. No, I suppose not. But either way, this is a lovely little gin. It doesn't really hit you in that this tastes of Christmas way like certain other ones we've had. The Jim Boffy is still the one I think we've, we've sort of uh, singled out as the benchmark. There are others, though. This is more the spirit of Christmas, the golden frankincense and myrrh that are listed on the bottle. It sort of draws you into Christmas rather than reminds you of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it's a lovely gin. If this was given to me without knowing that it had frankincense and myrrh in it, I wouldn't put it as a Christmas gin, but it is absolutely delicious. Uh, I, uh, it's a, a five for me, without a doubt at all. Oh, um, five for me too. Yeah, interesting, lovely, very nice. I'd have it again. As a Christmas gin, I, I wouldn't really peg it because it it doesn't have those sort of cinnamony, nutmeggy, mould flavours. But it is absolutely delicious. It, cool. It's not something I can neck. This is very, very definitely a sipping gin. I mean, this is a gin, a gin and tonic to be savoured. Agreed. It's absolutely delicious. So when you hang your stockings up by the chimney tonight, boys and girls, pray that Father Christmas leaves a bottle of this in it for you for the morning. Have it with your breakfast. I don't think we encourage breakfast time drinking, do we? <laughs> You're right, kidding. It's Christmas. Fill your boots. 